Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. Real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. From Town Hall, Midtown, New York. Welcome back to Star Talk Live! I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm an astrophysicist with the American Museum of Natural History right here in New York, where I also serve as the director of the Hayden Planetarium. And I've got with me wow. Eugene Merman, comedian extraordinaire. Eugene, thank you. And with me is John Oliver. England's gift to America. <laughs> and John, you got this regular gig on The Daily Show. I do. Very that's, cool. it, that's right. Normally it would be cool, but I am sitting with an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> So it only compounds the failure that the six-year-old version of myself. <laughs> and, and he's shaken. You become a journalist in your later years, an author writing about space and a geologist by background, a planetary geologist. Welcome to Star Talk Live. Thank you. The one, the only, the truly inimitable Buzz Aldrin, ladies and gentlemen. In the 1950s and 60s, everybody expected we'd be on Mars by like 1980, given the trajectory we were on. Were you disappointed? Yeah, but I knew we weren't going to do that, because that's what Spiro Agnew said. <laughs> Spiro Agnew said exactly what? Well, after we came back from the moon, there was a space task study group, and he headed it up. And he said, if we really work hard, spend a lot of money, maybe we could get to Mars, 1980, 85. If we're kind of lackadaisical right. about it, it may take until 1995. We were super lackadaisical. We're <laughs> <laughs> do you think that what America always needs is the threat that someone else might do something first? Because it seems like part of the space program that you were able to do, well done, by the way. <laughs> 
was in competition with the Russians. Do you think it's going to take someone, be it China or Britain, we could still do it? Um, I'm trying to help you guys. Do you, do, you, do you think if we, Britain, said we're going to Mars, America would say, no, we're going to get there, or do you think America would just laugh and say, that's sweet? <laughs> Maggie Thatcher kind of screwed you guys up. Well, in so many more ways than I can even get into yeah. now. <laughs> what did you hook up with her? But, <laughs> but do you think that would be the best thing for a pioneering American space program, the threat that China may go to Mars first? Or Al-Qaeda. <laughs> if only Bin Laden were hiding on Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think then there would be the popular will to, no, we need to do that first? Whatever we do, I think we should have a solid plan that leads to U.S. leadership in what we're doing. But, Buzz, you admitted that in the 1960s, we were followers, not leaders. We reacted to everything Russia did. So John's point That's has got to be taken seriously. Here's the thing, and I'm putting on my historian hat. We went to the moon for the first time as a substitute for fighting a shooting war with the Soviet Union. Good thing, glad we did it, but it was funded like a war. And we won that war, we got there ahead of the Soviets. The well, money flowed like rivers. Money was a river, and in fact, it ended up paying for a lot of other stuff like the Mars landing with Viking and the Voyager Grand Tour of the outer solar system. But then once that was gone, once the political imperative was gone, that's not going to come again. And I think the unfinished business is to lower the cost of getting into space so that we don't have to break the bank to do things like going back to the moon and going to Mars. You ever heard of SLS? Yeah, it's a mistake, I think. Right. My feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by everybody tell else. Them. Like, what's SLS? Tell them. It's the Senate Launch System. Well, that's the nickname. It's the Space Launch System, but everybody calls it the Senate Launch System because the Senate basically rammed it down NASA's throat and said, "Well, no, you will they, build they, this huge booster, and it will cost a billion dollars per launch." And that disagrees, but now, go on. They mandated. That means they made certain. They passed the law that it would be Mandate has constructed definitions. of heritage components. Right. Now, that's a fancy word for old stuff. Right. Right? That lets See, we actually people agree keep their jobs so that the senators can get the votes. And our space program is it going to be run by senators who want to get elected at the next election or based on a solid American leadership? The first one, sadly. Yep. <laughs> to answer that you're, question. I'm afraid you're right. Unless you're provoked. Yeah. yeah. Unless America is provoked into looking beyond those so, things so as a bigger, panel, longer dream. Buzz, our panel here is in consensus when we say we do not have the incentive to lead unless, unless someone is chasing us in some kind of way that freaks us out, or where we feel threatened economically, culturally, socially, militaristically. If that doesn't happen, I don't think the evidence shows that we're going to go anywhere. But there's other definitions of leadership. Why can't we lead in developing lower-cost ways of getting into space? Because no one will get elected. <laughs> That's right. Well, but I think if the Tea Party tomorrow said, we're going to space, the rest of America would be like, we're going to beat you there. <laughs> One plan, the same thing when Marcus Delaware did it. So you want to be your own pace setter then? Yeah. Stephen Hawking, about a year and a half ago, 
say that the earth has about 200 years before it should establish a colony off earth to guarantee the survival of the human race. Why did he say that? He's worried about asteroids and runaway viruses and stuff that'll render us extinct, and he wants to protect the human genome. But what is that guy? Not a... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everything. Okay, sold. Uh, I just worry that if, in fact, we do colonize another planet, then the asteroid's ready to render one of them extinct. Do you just, does the other planet just say, bye? Well, how about the billions of people that are there? What would I rather do? Rather than think that that's going to solve our problem, whatever effort it is required to colonize another planet, it's got to be easier to deflect the asteroid. If you know about it in, in enough advance warning. The big ones, you know about it. The ones that could render us extinct, we got them. Except How for, about diversifying and doing both? I would put enough money to save the human race with both options. Yeah, yeah. Sorry if that's insane. I would. Let's put a few people on the moon, some on Mars, just, and then also a big laser just gun. Give all, give all the money to Bruce Willis. He's yeah. done it once, he'll do it again. Yeah. He's got our back. Yippee yeah. Mother Asteroid. That's exactly what he said. going to Mars. The time you're away from Earth, who knows what that means in terms of your physiology. Suppose you catch some disease and you didn't happen to bring that medicine cabinet with you for, for that problem. Uh, and plus it's the radiation from the sun. What is your plan to go to Mars with your colony who never wants to come back and have them stay alive? No, what who is, is legally bound to stay. It's different. <laughs> they signed the document. They, but, they might want to come back. There's no cows. There's no potato plants. How are they going to survive? We're going to have to terraform Mars first. No, no, you can put in an order and it'll get delivered <laughs> two years later. Seamless web in space. <laughs> You owe me one million dollars, seamless web. <laughs> Call me tomorrow. So you're literally talking about, like, you know, room service or delivery, Chinese takeout, right? I think they'd be I, fine I'm with talking any about building a base there before you ever go down and land. Now we didn't do that in Apollo. Right, there was nothing. We just landed and we. So build, what we brought with us. You build the base robotically before Yeah, from Phobos, less than a second away. Oh, okay, so this is setting up an advanced team on the moon of Mars, Phobos, where you're not dealing with all the problems of landing, but you can radio control, you can drive the right. rovers around on Mars. Yeah, the first from step. From Phobos. And why can't we drive, them, drive the rovers from here? We can. Because it takes four minutes or longer, if it's closest to a safe site, to get a message there. So the watch out for the cliff doesn't work. No. Because of the, t- the travel time of the radio signal, you lose your hardware. And there's another problem psychologically with that, because, you know, when Mars is on the opposite side of the sun from us, and even when it's close, it's, it's anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes one way to send yeah. a radio signal. So you will not have a real-time conversation the whole time you're away from Earth and on Mars. When you're on Mars and the Earth, everybody you know, every place you've ever been, is just that star in the sky. 
What's that going to do psychologically? He's it's saying it's not any different from the pilgrims. You pitch tent with the people you went there with. The pilgrims didn't know that <laughs> America was not like Mars. Like they were just like yeah, but Mars doesn't look like Sorry. you know <laughs> trees and rivers and. All right, so Buzz, you're saying there'd be cargo Drive. with food and supplies that would be sent from Earth. It'd be like the care package. Yeah. Lamb right. and then you every start, three weeks. You start growing things. Start growing things. Yeah. Grow crops. And it, and it doesn't get very hot over the sun beaming for 14 days the way it does on the moon. Right. It's about 24 hours, a little bit more than that. So a day on a the day. moon is, is 29 days. Right. Day and night. And a day on Mars is like Earth, 24 hours. So would we have Mars cows? Mars farm animals? I don't think so. <laughs> they would need spacesuits. That's a funny picture. I can... Try milking a cow in a spacesuit. <laughs> Wait, how would they have enough water? That's a. I mean, you went just for eight days, so I could imagine that. But how would you have enough water to not come back to Earth? There's a lot of water on Mars, and you can see it on the North Pole and the South Pole. Oh, you could go and get it. It's got ice caps. Well, no, it's down even, underneath. Even right, right. below the surface at lower latitudes, you and can you, drill, it, drill down for And it. you think, and it's water like our water is, or it's water like it's irradiated and you'll get a Martian <laughs> flu that you didn't bring the medicine cabinet for. <laughs> or you just drop a little iodine like it's the Appalachian Trail of I'm Mars. pretty sure. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure H2O is H2O wherever in the universe. And, you and you're pretty it. sure it's H2O on Mars and not like h 22220 no. Almost what we can drink. Oops, I'm dead. Well, there is something called CO2. Yeah, yeah, don't drink that. No, that's... That will that's make dry you ice. gassy. Yeah. <laughs> it's how, colder than water ice. How, how would we maintain the attention of people on Earth? Because we've proven ourselves over the last 50 years to have a great capacity for being jaded with stuff almost instantly. So you think about the Apollo programs. Now, we went to the moon a few times... And that seems to be all it took for people to go, oh yeah, that thing we do. How would we get a colony on Mars to entertain us enough so we wouldn't just assume, oh yeah, there's that colony, I wonder what they've been up to. Probably that cow weird cow milking thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun the third time I saw it and then I just got bored. You think we're the kind of nation that's going to send people to some place at Mars and then forget it? Not to forget it. <laughs> But I worry that part of a space program now is the, the key is how to entertain people. It's depressing as it is to say how to entertain people here enough to sustain their interest because we've become such appalling human beings. Have you got some tapes of your uh, comedic stuff? Maybe we could send them. I would like to know what it felt like to completely die on another planet. <laughs> Buzz, what are your views on terraforming? Takes a long time to do it. So you don't think that's a realistic between step? Uh, well, explain I think you can gradually modify things. You can get the soil and you can uh, put some water on it and probably grow things. I'm convinced you can. Okay. So you, yeah. Sure, you have to like do it over the whole planet and have the plants no, no, and no. oxygen. No, like a greenhouse. Oh, a, a, a bubble, a, a hab module of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Neil, can you remind Eugene, you're not telling us, 
can you remind us what Terraform is? Okay, sure. Terra. Terra. Terra, that's here. They did Terra. it like Star Trek 3 where they were like, the search for where they were like, the Genesis program. Duh. This is Star Trek. That's yeah. what, it's, oh, so that is what it is. Yeah, I'm just reminding you that it was in that's Star I'm, Trek. Okay, I'm, that jogged the memory I definitely You just yeah. blow up a planet and turn it into Earth the, and then the Klingons are like, ah. So the, the, the Genesis planet, where the Genesis uh, plan was they could take a planet and turn it into an oasis, an Eden, if you will. Yeah. Okay. And then you come in after and live there. Okay. So Carl Sagan's idea was that you would sprinkle very, very fine black dust on the south polar cap, which is made out of frozen carbon dioxide. It would absorb more heat from the sun. It would evaporate into the atmosphere. Because being white, it reflects most of its energy from the sun. Right. Make it a little dark, it absorbs. And so you liberate all that frozen CO2 to go into the atmosphere. You thicken up the atmosphere, and then you can start making Mars more Earth-like. In fact, you thicken it with CO2, which is a greenhouse gas, trapping more solar energy, warming up the Martian temperature. But so here's two problems with that. Mars is only half the size of the Earth, and it has 38% of the gravity, so how does it hold on to that atmosphere? And it has no magnetic field to speak of, so the solar wind, these subatomic particles from the sun, are sandblasting that atmosphere away. So even if you can evaporate all that CO2 into the air, how do you keep it? Okay, so terraforming has issues, but to Buzz's point, if you make, I a, do it. If you make a bubble, even the bubble is bubbles. insulated, and that's like the Earth bubble, right? It's the Earth bubble. Then you put your cows in there and you don't have to milk them with... <laughs> dome cities. You're living in dome a dome. Cities. Dome cities. Dome cities. What holds the dome up? Air pressure? Yeah. Do you yeah, think, why not? Do you think that people would come... You've, we've seen the pictures of what Mars looks like, and I you know, I'm, love Mars as a planet as much as anybody, but to look at it every day with the brown dust and the brown sky, which is the dust floating in the air, do you think people would learn to love that? People who came from the Earth, their children, their grandchildren, would they start to feel like that's home? They will be the most remembered, the most talked about pioneers that have ever, ever. set foot on Earth because they pioneered something that nobody ever did and they carried it out. The leader who makes a commitment for human beings on the planet Earth. How long we've been here, we came down from the trees, whatever, and we've done kind of piddling things, but all of a sudden... A couple of cool things, I think. Yeah, yeah. Earth's 5,000 years old, but now, anyway. Thousands, <laughs> thousands of years in the future, the person on Earth that kind of pushed human beings to go and establish a settlement that began to grow and grow. You don't think that's a small thing in the history of mankind? Oh, I do, but I think I'm asking for the people who are actually living on Mars. Yeah. Will they feel that they are happy, be, happy in be, their be lives? There'll be more movies written about them, more books and everything. I think it's like they will. Leica the dog. Leica died, but it was a mutt stray dog running through the streets of Moscow, and now it's more famous than like Lassie, yeah. right? So if I were a, a mutt dog, I would want to die in space, because people would like talk about me. <laughs> They'll be the velvet underground of space exploration. <laughs> if, only, if, if only that dog could understand the concept of fame, and not just the concept of, oh my God, what's happening to me? <laughs> Thank you.
Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Bring everyone together for a great time with the Nintendo Switch system. Get the whole family in on the fun with exciting games that everyone can enjoy, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and more. Nintendo Switch has three different play modes all in one system. Play in TV mode, tabletop mode, or handheld mode when you're on the go. Visit nintendo.com slash us slash switch to learn more. Games rated E for everyone. Buzz, do you want to go to Mars? No. Yeah. No. No. You're writing books about sending people to Mars one way. Why can't you go to Mars? It's not one way. It's permanent settled. It's a movement outward. So why don't you want to be on that first colony? I'm not going to be around that long. If you were around that long, would you go? Probably not. Why? <laughs> But, but how many people are there here on Earth? Billions. There are a bunch billions. of crazies that would want to go and do that. <laughs> you want to send crazy people? You want to send Donald Trump? Wealthy, crazy, famous. Donald Trump, Chad Ochocinco. It's quite yeah. a team that you could put on up there. I want to see what the hair does in zero gravity. Oh, yeah. every, every good, yeah. <laughs> All right, so to Buzz's point. There was a, was it a survey or some kind of a poll taken? And people were asked, if we could send you on a one-way trip to Mars, would you go? And there was no shortage of people who wanted to go. And perhaps not all of them are crazy. Right. They just like the adventure. Like the people who dangle off of cliff faces and climb Mount Everest. Like they'd want to do something where their life is at risk. Would you do that? If you I, ask me, now, would you? No, no, yes, but I... I mean, you got to do something yeah. in this life of if, yours. If, <laughs> Oh, wow. You really Real. should have been looking at us when you said that. <laughs> well, I'm trying, but he just, he just talked to you like your parents at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Come on, so, Neil, no, here, do I... something. It was an expensive education we paid for. You can't play with planetariums the whole life. Yeah. 
You want to spend the rest Do of your life Neil. looking at a dome over you? If I could bring my family and get a good Netflix account and some books. <laughs> Ten minutes for it to get there. Though. My wife is very well educated. We can both totally space school, space homeschool, spaceship school our kids. So <laughs> then it's a family trip. I could totally do that. Okay. Yeah, but your what? kids would be furious. <laughs> Yeah, we know all this math now. We have no access to any movies before right Please, this moment. Teach us again how great Earth was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But three years ago, I was asked by the News Hour, their online edition, to tell them what I thought were the biggest news stories of the year in science. Are they still waiting? <laughs> so, so they expected, I think, a traditional response. Oh, the discovery of this. A month before they asked me that question, this is December, Russia came out with an announcement that they were going to fund a mission to deflect asteroid Apophis. This is a 300-meter class asteroid the size of the Rose Bowl that pretty much has Earth in its sights. And I thought that was the biggest news story of the year because they went around saying, who's going to join us? And America said, yeah, we'll join you. And I thought, wait a minute, something's wrong. Or something doesn't feel right about that because it means somebody else is leading a space mission and we're following. And I'll share your sentiment here where I think it's better to lead, particularly if you have the talent and the resources and the finance. Lead! Especially if the consequence is you save Earth. You what? can have Guantanamo Bay if you save the Earth. <laughs> so, Buzz, how do you... How do we use your celebrity to get America to lead again? Do something that nobody else is going to do. Do what Dennis Tito is saying he's going to do. He's going to fly around Mars. If you, you do it, you're a leader. Yeah, but that's, you know, no, as they said in my neighborhood, you know... I can't repeat it here, but... What's the, what's what's the gist the, of it, though? Yeah, what's the gist of it? The gist of it is, if something walks and something else talks. Money talks and... Yeah, yeah and bologna sandwiches <laughs> walks. So I'm asking, is he going to succeed? It's one thing to lead, to say you're going to lead, and then you just die, all right? You know, how about Arnold Schmednick, who was the first person to go to the New World, and then a hurricane took him? We never heard of him. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There he's in the bottom of the ocean. We're not even talking about another possibility. Why can't this be an international effort? Why do we have to do it alone? To get it done. Wait. It but won't get it, done. I think it is. There is something in that, though. The way you talk about harnessing asteroids and so on, I'm sure it all sounds fiscally very smart and or maybe we could go up a little bit cheaper but there is something about doing something borderline insane that does actually inspire people going to the moon was crazy that was what was so incredible about it going around mars barely makes any sense so it's kind of in, <laughs> inher it's inherently inspirational so having the way buzz talks is always going to inspire in a way that we could do it cheaper or we could harness energy does not have the same impact Impact. Yeah. Saying we'll do it because we'll do it and it'll be great and we're going to do it and it's going to be fine. I will follow him. You seem great. <laughs> yeah. 
So John, your thesis is, the crazier the idea, the more audacious the idea, the more power it has of influence. And that's what America is built on. It's built on doing something that makes almost no sense to anyone else at the time. <laughs> Certainly not to England. Yeah, it, it made no sense. We just wanted a little bit of tax. Yeah. Like, anyway, I don't want to go on. <laughs> what you did was unforgivable, but that's not the point. Idea. Absolutely. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Give me five audacious ideas. Do you want to visit Europa? Not Ro- yet. Not yet. That's too far away. <laughs> the moon was far away in 1962. Yeah. Uh, sending people one way to Mars wasn't audacious enough for you? No, I want to hear more. I mean, uh, colony on Mars, that's audacious. What the reformation of the original that, Guns N' Roses. That just... <laughs> That's two. We got two. So, uh, third one. That just shows how jaded we get, though. Because he's proposing a colony on Mars, and you want four other ideas. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> you can't be bored by that. Sure, that's one buzz. <laughs> one is fine when it's that. <laughs> But here's the thing about Mars that's so neat, and this is something that Ray Bradbury pointed out. When you go to Mars, if you can make it on Mars, baby, you can make it anywhere, because you've cut the cord with Earth. You have become a multi-planet species, and from there, you're on your way to the stars. Once you get the hang of living on Mars, if you can solve all those problems, then the rest of the solar system opens up. Okay. So Mars is the easiest. Yeah, so Mars is it's the It's the closest, it's the most Earth-like. What we learned during the Voyager missions, those old enough in the audience might remember, there were two Voyager missions, and they had enough energy of motion to actually escape the solar system entirely. They're still going. And to their side was attached messages for what we might define as intelligent aliens who would find the craft and... It also gave our return address here, which is a bit controversial, because you don't give your email address to people you don't want, and here we're giving the address of the solar system. You think Facebook is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point is, it was a fortuitous time in the solar system where the spaceship could do sort of uh, triple bank turns around multiple planets and get close-up views before it exited the solar system. From my memory of that era, that was the first time we gave meaning to the moons of the giant planets. That's right. We realized that one moon has a, a volcano, this has an atmosphere. Not just a volcano, it's the most volcanic world in the solar system. That would be Io, I That's guess. Right. Io around, the moon uh, of Jupiter. around Jupiter. So, have you thought about moons? Habitable moons? I mean, why not? No, I've thought about stars. Stars! Stars! So how do you get to another star? In your lifetime. The speed of Voyager? At that speed, it will get to the nearest stars in 75,000 years. That's somewhat longer than a human life expectancy. Okay. A little faster. How do you pull this off? Gravity waves. When I wrote my science fiction story, it was zero point energy. But that isn't as jazzy as gravity waves. (laughs) Maybe the emphasis there is on the word fiction in science fiction, is it not? 
The only problem is in the study of gravity waves, China is ahead of us. That's the best thing that could happen. So who would have thought there's a gravity wave gap in the international <laughs> politics? So just for, to clarify, zero point energy in the vacuum of space where there is nothing, quantum physics requires that there are fluctuations in the energy level of nothing. And there's some expectation, particularly from people who would like to write a science fiction story on it, that you can tap that energy rising up into your grasp in the vacuum of space without having to carry fuel tanks with you. Well, so you want to surf a gravity wave. You get the gravity wave in front of you to be a little lower and the one behind and you... The fabric of space and time can be distorted in the presence of mass or any kind of energy at all. And so if you rapidly disrupt a region of space-time, you can send a ripple through the fabric of space and time. It's a three-dimensional ripple goes out in all directions. So you get two of them, one a little more energetic than the one in front of you, just like Buzz says. In principle, if you know how to ride that ripple, you will go at the speed of light to wherever you want to go. But there's still an issue here. Space is really, really, really big, vast, expansive, possibly infinite. And a gravity wave only goes at the speed of light. So if I want to visit the other side of the galaxy 100,000 light years away, and I send you and I'm waiting for you to call back, you don't even get there for 100,000 years. Are gravity waves a thing that can be made or real in any way? Is it just science fiction? No, it's, or it's, it... Gravity waves exist. Mm -hmm. We know what makes them. We don't have the power to make them the way nature makes them. But it's certainly legitimate material for a science fiction. Science. Is it something that we could eventually make? If we, Maybe. If we would need much more energy than anything we could possibly dig out under the sands of the Middle East. So, so How I like about that. if you frack? Can you frack gravity wave? <laughs> Can you frack a gravity wave? I think we just started a band. <laughs> You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship. From a ride on the Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags, be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas and Panama. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You saw the potential. 
And through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Dennis Tito wants to send to... What's the latest on this? So Dennis Tito had a news conference today. He announced that he and his group want to send a man and a woman from the Earth to loop around Mars and come back in 2018. He is going to put $100 million of his own money into the project. He wants to get the rest by public donations. The rest would be most of the money. 100 right. million is nothing. Yeah. 100 million. Oh, sorry, yeah. that big spread. <laughs> when you go into space, yeah. do you realize when the space shuttle, if it can't land in Florida because it's like thunderstorming and it's got to go to Edwards Air Force Base and it's got to stay in orbit another day, it's $100 million. Just the extra day, it's in space. So it's a delay. insane Kickstarter campaign we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. yeah. Unimaginable. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, so what is he, how's so he going to do signed so, photos. <laughs> if he gets the money, then how's he going to do So one possible way is there's a fellow named Elon Musk, who maybe you guys know about Tesla motor cars. And he also has a rocket company called SpaceX. So SpaceX is the company that is trying to lower the cost of getting into space. They're about to do their second cargo flight to the space station. He's going to develop a human-carrying version of that capsule. And I think what Tito wants to do is something like, maybe with Musk's company or maybe with a different company, a capsule on a big rocket and maybe stick an inflatable habitat at the other end of the capsule, send the capsule in the habitat off to Mars. Once you leave the Earth, you're committed. You ain't coming back for 500 days. And, you, and it's got to happen in 2018 because of the way the planets have lined up to make it the minimum energy requirements. And you aim it just right so that you loop around Mars and the gravity of Mars bends your flight path to come back to the and Earth. Just to remind people, you are not aiming for where Mars is. You're aiming for where it will be when you arrive. But they'll have GPS or something. That's right. <laughs> okay. You want to double check so, his math? A, a small correction. <laughs> What's that? You don't want to hit Mars. That's you true. want to go past it. You want to aim for but slightly near where Mars was. I, will be. I think yes. it's a neat idea, but I mean, he wants to do this in 2018. Is he going? No, he it's, is not going. He's picked why a man and a woman. 
the funds. That's heteronormal, well, he's, I think is the word. Is that the word? He should pick just any people who want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> do what? Nothing. <laughs> I don't want to say it if no one here knows. Okay. But there's a super fun thing people okay, can the, do. The, the idea is that the two people are romantically compatible. I guess yes. that's the and, and, he's, and he, he also made the point he would like them to have had children and to have been older because, of course... It is likely to make you infertile that trip. So he wants an older couple. To the radiation. The radiation. Yeah. yeah. Zap yeah. your gonads. Yeah. This is radiation. Now you get it. <laughs> but not zap the fun. Yeah. So just to clarify, that's, that's, that's an important clarification. Yeah. So the we're, not, does not we're not talking about. We're going to slip some physics in. Yeah. So just to clarify, the sun gives us not only light, and that light brings warmth. It sends charged particles of very high energy racing off of its surface. And sometimes those come in huge pulses. And they're called solar flares. That's actually not the problem with a mission in 2018 because the sun will be at a minimum okay. of activity. Why? Well, I'm just trying to say wait, wait, what happens wait, wait. when the particles get here. But why so, is that bad? That's bad because the sun's solar wind acts to screen out galactic cosmic rays when the sun is active. So if the sun is at a minimum of activity, it means you've got a bigger threat from galactic cosmic rays, which, you know, solar flare particles will kill you if you're exposed to them in a matter of days. But galactic cosmic rays increase your lifetime risk of cancer over many, many years. And which one of those rays makes you the Hulk? That's the risk, <laughs> what people want to know. So it's, it's risky. All right, so, so we're going to tell Columbus to go back. Don't do I'm that. I'm not saying the world it's a bad idea. I'm saying, how do you do it? How do you make a machine that will be reliable enough to function for 500 days without spare parts from Earth? Like, but in 1962, go, did we do know it? Do we know how to go to the moon in 1962? No, no. There's your answer. Oh come on. That's your answer. That's a very facile answer. Facile. But, facile. but if we had tried to send somebody to the moon, we decided to go in 61. If we tried to send somebody to the moon in 64 or 65 and they died, how well would that have gone over? We took all that time to figure out how to go in a way that wouldn't kill people. Oh. Kill Joy. Okay. So it's not that we couldn't figure out a way to get there. It has right. to be like human safe. Well, it has to be reason. You know, one of the comparisons that people use is it should be about like climbing Mount Everest. You know, the risk factor. The risk factor. You climb Everest, you know, what is it? One in 20 people, one in 50 people don't come back. We should have guides that are already there, Sherpas and Mars, that bring them here. And they guide us on our little walk to Mars. And they're like, oh, you're adorable, European. I, I thought we we're going to parachute people. Uh, yeah, uh, to the top of the I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a spectacular idea for the long term future of humanity, but I think we've got to do the groundwork and the moon so is, that we don't die. Yeah, so that we don't become sterile. Well, so, that, so that we have food. Kind of interferes with having a colony. I kind of agree with Buzz. Columbus didn't know there'd be land. Why am I not yeah. surprised? Columbus didn't know there'd be tree. He didn't know anything. He just knew it was India, and here he is. <laughs> This is Star Talk Live at the Town Hall, everybody! Yeah. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.